All right, Jacob, welcome to uh, our Suited for Good podcast. Uh, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. So I'd love, love to ask you some questions. Uh, where, where did you grow up? I grew up right here in Salt Lake, uh, all over the valley, west side, east side. Uh, most recently, I ended up in uh, Utah County, and uh, that's where I eventually got to know Tommy Knox and, and got uh, – enrolled or someone put my name in the hat for the Suited for Good program. Oh, okay. So you grew up in Salt Lake, spent a lot of time in, well, it sounds like in a lot of places. Yeah. What, uh, tell me about your family life growing up. What, what, uh, what was your family like? Um, a pretty good family. Um, just uh, had a, a normal childhood, I guess. Um, yeah, nothing too exceptional. I like playing Sega and Super Nintendo and uh-huh. uh, McDonald's. And, you know, do you have Blockbuster? Uh, you have <laughs> siblings. You got uh, no, no brother and sister. Okay, no. so mm-hmm. did you grow up with uh, your mom, dad, or who, my, what? Yeah, what was uh, growing up like? Uh, my uh, well, I ended up uh, my I ended up living with my grandparents for a while when uh-huh. I was uh, younger, so they pretty much raised me and. Uh, well, I guess uh, at a certain point, it was when I was 13 or 14, uh, I took uh, made some bad decisions, and I ended up t- getting taken out of the house. Mm-hmm. I was on state's custody and got in trouble and went down the wrong path. Oh, that's, I can't imagine how hard that, that was. So um, you mentioned being taken out of the, your grandparents' home. Did, did you experience some foster care? I mean, is that yeah. where you went next? Yeah, I went to foster care and uh, and then eventually went to uh, Decker Lake, which is like youth prison. Uh-huh. And uh, ultimately that led to uh, real prison for a long time. Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, what was, we, we've had foster kids in our home, uh, my wife and I. What was, what was that experience like for you? Because um, I, I can't. I mean, I just saw it from, from the adult perspective and how heartbreaking, how hard it is for the kid. Yeah. Tell me about how it was for you. Um, for me, it was good. I just wasn't, uh, I, 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 it was, it was all right. I, I, I was, uh, it wasn't really in a good place to appreciate what, uh, the families were offering me. I was just wanted to do my own thing and I didn't want to be told what to do and have any structure. So, um, they were had good intentions, but I just wasn't uh, just wasn't willing to listen to them. Yeah, which is understandable. And what what age were you in foster? What age did you enter into foster care? Um, I, I, I was eleven years old until about until I was about fourteen. Then I went to Denver Lake. Yeah, I just I have a, a large heart, uh, soft spot in my heart for you because I we had uh, we had a. 13-year-old move in with us. Uh, Solomon lived with us for a year. Yeah. And uh, and then Tashumke, she was she was 11. She lived with us for only eight weeks. But, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, people would say to my wife and I, oh, you're that's so amazing. You, you know, well, they're so lucky to be with you. And and Katie, my wife, would always say, actually, they're not. They're not stoked to be with us. They want to be with their mom or their dad or their right. grandparents and. Anyway, I just so I've got a real soft spot in my heart, and and so 
Yeah. What? So what? You so you, you lived with uh, in foster care until you were mm -hmm. fourteen, mm -hmm. and then whatever trouble happened, you don't have to go into that. But whatever happened, you end up at Decker Lake. Yeah. And what was that experience like? Um, well, I mean, it was um, it, it was a learning experience, um, it, and and I I do I am gonna fast forward a little bit. Yeah, of course. Uh, because it took me. I, so I went to prison, and I was just a wild kid. Yeah. I was a wild kid, and I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. I was a bigger than most kids, stronger than most kids. And, um, you know, I, I did, I did uh, at a certain point, um, experience some trauma where I was physically abused. And uh, that situation scared me, and I just reacted in a way where... Um, you know, I just, I forced myself to uh, be a violent person. And, and, um, but what I didn't realize until years and years later was I actually had a tumor in my head that was uh, affecting me. I had a lot of extra testosterone and my growth hormone. And, and so my aggression and everything was really exasperated by that. So... I, you know, I, 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 I know when you, in the foster system, you run into all kinds, of, some kids have ADHD, some kids, you know, some kids, a lot of, a lot of us have things that are outside of our control, you know, so even if I, like, everything's I, out of your control I, when you're that age, right? Well, yeah. And, 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 a, and it's like, it's like yeah. a lot of, I know a lot of people have, you know, Especially, you said you're involved with the foster care system. You have good intentions, but you know, a lot of times, kids like me, they're dealing with stuff that's just outside. They, yeah, you know, you could be the best foster parents and provide them with every opportunity available, but they're just not capable of yeah. either understanding the opportunity or grasping it or, or even uh, following through with it. Man, that hits me. That hits me hard. Mm -hmm. uh, I think back on Solomon who lived with us for a year and, and ultimately it didn't work out because, you know, there were things he would rather be doing, like smoking weed and, and there were just things, right? Yeah. And and, uh, and it was hard because when he left, it was really, it was hard. And it felt like, well, why did we do this for a year? You know, if, if it didn't, if it didn't land and it didn't, he didn't, he didn't seem to understand what we were giving. and. And uh, I just got, I actually just got a text message from him. We lost his, he changed cell phones. We lost con contact with him about six or eight months ago. I just got a text from him saying he's graduating from high school. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I just, yeah, it's hard. I think it's, I think people don't give kids and adults enough space and understanding for how difficult that is to be in the, the foster care system as a kid. And but, but those 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 I mean because I could, I could look back and and eventually you know I, I there were uh, plenty of people that were offering me you know love consideration and you know you just sometimes you just don't come to realize those things immediately but later on down the road they're still there and they're still impactful hmm. they just don't necessarily play a media role uh, um, I mean that was the case with me I I had to. You know, f figure out uh, you know what was wrong with me. And in fact, it wasn't until I was in a wheelchair, homeless, 
living in the, the Food and Care Coalition in Utah County and full of anxiety. I wanted to leave the program. I wanted to, but I just couldn't. I was in too much pain. And uh, so I would just sit there in my wheelchair and, you know, you had, I had to think of all these, you know, angels in my past and uh, opportunities that arose and, and just, you know, it, it eventually just started to sink in. Wow. You said angels in your past. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of, like, a lot of people have tried to help me throughout the years. Can you, um, can you think of one or two that stand out? I mean, what, well, can you think uh, of maybe one? Or? There's, I mean, there's a really great program called Real Transition. Uh, Dave and Linda run the program. They actually started in the Utah State Prison. And, I mean, they're amazing. They were, it started, you know, uh, asking inmates, you know, kind of like what you're doing. What went wrong? You know, what could what could what could help? Um, I mean, and, and eventually put in a really good program, but I just again I wasn't ready to 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 accept you know their work that they've done, and now I've gone back and I've I've got a hold of them and I've and I've been able to read the material and it all fits. I just wasn't in a, in a space where I could. Uh, you know, I wasn't receptive to it. Wow. So what what do you think it was that, I mean, you mentioned you were in a wheelchair and you couldn't get out of the Food and Care Coalition even though you wanted to, but <laughs> yeah. what do you think switched for you to where you were like, I don't want that and now I want this, you know? What what switched? Um, well, I, I think, um, well, you know, like I said, I was dealing with things that were outside of my control initially. But what switched for me is uh, my life got so out of control. I was on the wrong medication. I was misdiagnosed uh, with gout, and um, I was having a lot of pain in my feet. I was in a wheelchair, but when I was at the Food and Care Coalition, um, the difference with, with, well, I can't say, the difference that I noticed is with them, it is it's it's a temporary shelter program and food bank, but they they don't just you know throw a, a paper sack with a bologna sandwich at you and tell you to get on. They actually have volunteers there that serve you water. Um, they sit down, they they look you in the eye, um, and just they made me feel really good. Hmm. And they were giving me a place to live. They were giving me a place to stay, and. I just, I just, it, it was a moment where I, I really just, I just didn't want to keep going down. I didn't want to disrespect them because I've had opportunities, like I said, I've had, you know, people in my past that have tried to help me and looked out and reached out. And, uh, you know, I just didn't, it, it, it just becomes too much. I didn't, I didn't want to add to that list anymore. And so I just, you know, I sat there and, and Tried to understand what I was, what I was going through. But the the, the actual point for me was, as I was getting better, because my life got stable. I was taking the proper medication, and I was walking down the street, and I because I'm I was at you know recently out of my chair, I'm kind of walk kind of like a puppet and gimpy, and I don't like to like telegraph my pain, so I was trying to walk as smooth as possible, and. 
I noticed as I took a step that my body was anticipating pain that was no longer there. And I was like, what's going on? Am I faking it? Like, what's, why am I still acting like I'm in pain when I'm not in as much pain? Mm. And it was really interesting that I caught it. And I, I, I had a therapist there and I asked him about it. And I said, this is kind of weird. But, and anyways, mindfulness came up. And I had heard of the term before. Um, didn't really pay much. I didn't really have a reference for it. I thought mindfulness was just like paying attention to, you know, where, where you were at or the, you know, what your surroundings. But this was a, that, that was a mindful moment where I realized that there was more to some of these classes that I initially took. So I signed up for some, some, some more classes at the Food and Care Coalition and just really took an interest in, in, in the material and just started to do Tai Chi. And I don't know if you noticed when I walked in here, but I'm, I'm walking a lot better. Mm. I've lost some weight. You know, things are really, really improving for me. Good for you. Yeah. So this is the Food and Care Coalition. Mm -hmm. um, we partnered with them for a Student for Good program. Uh, man, it's been about a year. Mm -hmm. um, tell me more about what they offer because it's a pretty amazing yeah. organization. And we met with the CEO, and yeah. it's a pretty amazing organization. So tell tell me more. Really cool. Tell me more about the Food and Care Coalition. Um, well, it's um, so I'm from Salt Lake, and. Uh, I initially went to Utah County just based on some uh, Facebook photos from some associates that were doing some like sober softball stuff. Didn't know anything about it. But I did know that when I was in my wheelchair, because Salt Lake has resources for the homeless spread out through different areas in the city, I knew I didn't want to be mobile and trying to get food in one place, medical in another place, case management in another place. Um, so when I end up down there, the Food and Care Coalition, everything is centralized. So everything is there, medical, uh, case management, food. You're not traveling, you know, in some cycle to, to get yeah. to resources that you need. Um, they've, they've got all in-house. All in-house. Yeah. And then again, like I said, there's the, the, the nuances behind that is... You know, not only do they just feed you, but they also treat you with respect. They treat you with, you know, they serve you dinner. They serve you meals. They, um, I, I just remember my first day going in there. It was so clean. I was in my wheelchair sleeping in the parking lot. And, you know, it doesn't, I mean, your nails get dirty. Everything gets dirty. And I remember this place was so clean and it was so... It was just, it was clean and comfortable, really great place. And uh, the food was amazing. Um, I, I, but it's the relationships that I established, what eventually, which, is, which eventually led me to make some changes because I didn't want, like I said, I didn't want to add to that list where I'm disappointing people that are helping me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I no longer, you know, I didn't want to, you know, initially, uh, at one point, I remember being in my wheelchair. All I wanted to do was get better and just go, you know, lash out on some people who I felt like didn't help me enough or didn't, um, you know, but maybe abandon me in my time of need. 
Um, but that no longer was the case once I got there and, and, and stuck through it. And I just, I, I, I kind of wanted, you know, I, I, well, I would like to, and I'm planning on becoming peer, peer support and just sort of, you know, uh, you know, do something good, help out, contribute. It's awesome. Yeah. You you mentioned uh, you were in the wheelchair in the parking lot. Did you say you were sleeping in your wheelchair in the parking well, lot? Well, I, I was homeless and I had my wheelchair, but yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I was. I have a roll attached to my wheelchair and laid out and crash. And so you just sleep out in the open. Uh, just when when or did you have a tent? I mean, no, like, I I just sleep out. I mean, I didn't do it too often, but yeah, if I had to, I'd just sleep out. Wow. I, I, yeah, I, I was lucky. They, 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 I got in the coalition relatively pretty soon. Yeah. Um, I did have a car when I first got there, and, uh, well, that was the other thing. I, I, uh, my caseworker ended up hearing me tell my parole officer, just send me back to prison. And oh, he's like, God. why, did you just tell your parole officer to send you back to prison? I said, yeah, I just want to be within arm's reach of a bathroom. Oh, and my during gosh. COVID, I, not, you know, I can't be, you know, scooting around my wheelchair trying to ask people to use the bathroom. I just want to be right there where I can take everything I need to. And uh, yeah, he, he went in and says, all right, come back Tuesday. We got, we got a bed for you. Wow. <laughs> so how, how long, are you still living at the Food and Care Coalition? Um, I was there for a year. And then after a year, I got on housing. So when you say got on housing, do they, they subsidize an apartment or they, they help you pay right. for it? Or how, how does that work? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's low-income housing. They actually turned uh, – they have some hotels around here, like on North Temple where they, they're like a nuisance area. They have some, some hotels like that that they no longer make available to the public. They turned them into low-income housing. Yeah. So I was – I was in one of those hotels for almost a year, and then behind the Food and Care Coalition, last year they built uh, Candlelight Villa apartments, which are amazing. I mean, just if you've seen the pictures, they have granite countertops. Yeah. Um, I was actually one of the first ones in those apartments, and it's that's been an incredible blessing. Wow. To be there. So are time. you Are you still there? I'm still there. Yeah. yeah. I'm still there doing good. Good for um, you, man. I, in fact, now, I actually started doing running some Tai Chi classes at the Food and Care Coalition. Uh, participate in pretty much every well, every class I can while I'm there. And uh, that's sort of my way of just um, kind of contributing to that little community because um, and then now they also have the real tr transition program that I talked about that are helping people get out of prison. Uh, I'm going to hopefully start teaching those classes. They also have another program, great program called Safe Harbor. That's absolutely amazing That's that they offer. It's not just people that are um, getting out of prison or are homeless, but even to like executives, some of the same principles of, you know, f your vision statement, mission statement, you know, who you are, what you're about and how you get there, you know, which is applicable to people all across the line. So um, there's just some really great opportunities there that I'm, I'm, I'm just sticking around and trying to, uh, you know, get in where I fit in. <laughs>
I, I'm just, I'm super impressed, and I think it's so cool. And I can see you, you'll fit in a lot of places because you got, you just got a great way about you, great personality, and thank you. And I, uh, yeah, just that sounds like you've overcome a lot of obstacles in in life. Well, if you could share like one big obstacle, what what would be what would be one big obstacle you'd share that that you've overcome and and you're on the other side of that now and you're like looking back and thinking, man, that was huge. And I'm um, glad I got over that. Well, I, I wouldn't. It, it'd be hard to name just one, but I I, w I would like to say that I. You know, having a safe space, having a safe, you know, you know, uh, just having a safe, clean space of my own. Um, I w I've been able to sort of process some things. Uh, I'm now uh, starting July 1st. I'm going to get baptized. Uh, and I'm, I'm real excited about that. Um, so it's not an obstacle, but it's something that I'm proud of. And... Um, Obviously, that's that's the most important thing in my life. But you know, the 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 process of even being willing to um, listen to another uh, perspective other than my own—that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't had you know hadn't had the Food and Care Coalition and had that that uh, that moment of of just being done with doing things my own way. Wow. Um, I'm a big believer in therapy. Um, I've, my wife and I both have a great uh, marital therapist and uh, her, she's been great. Um, how much, how, how important do you think that, that part of, of, uh, of help is important, not only to you, but to me, I mean, to everybody, like, how, how important is the, the health of our brain? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's something that I've been learning a lot about. It's, it's so amazing because um, if you think, well, um, I'm a podcast. I'm a fan of uh, Andrew Huberman and the science podcast where he talks about dopamine and, mm -hmm. and how the, the, you know, doing things difficult increases your capacity, your motivation, increases your capacity for, for, happiness mm -hmm. and if you think about it you know I did my whole life doing pretty much whatever I wanted didn't get me anywhere um, doing things the easy way didn't get me anywhere um, so I, I don't know I'm just uh, I'm just I'm interested in that I'm interested in in, in maybe increasing my Willingness to go for instance scripture. I didn't like reading scripture even though. I know it's good for me or I heard it's good for me I didn't like doing it. So I never did and uh, You know well now that I am well just the fact that I've looked at The Bible in in the church my life's improved mm. now I do like reading scripture now I do like having conversations with my partner about you know God and, and and doing things that are difficult, yeah, it's you know exercise, you know things like that. It's not easy. It's not fun. Yeah, but you need to do it. Your health will build. You know, so. it's in, it's interesting because yeah, it kind of all comes back to take care of your brain and take care of your body. And it's like these are simple things, but they're not they're not simple. No, they're, they're not, not. They're not they're, simple. They're not. 
they're easy to understand, but they're harder to actually do. Yeah. So, um, man, thank you for sharing all this. What? So, when had you had you ever owned a suit before the one you're wearing today? I haven't. I haven't. In fact, this is something I wanted to share with you. Uh, you, you won't be able to under see it, um, the listeners. But when I was in prison, I did a list of fifty things that I was looking forward to. Riding a horse. I did. I did sixteen years when I was in prison. Wow. So when I got out, I wanted. I had a list of riding a horse. You had fifty um, things. 50 you said when things. I get out of prison, there are fifty things I want to do. First fifty things. Fifth, first fifty things. Okay. Yeah. Get a custom suit was one of them. Really? And I've got a picture of the original <laughs> letter that I wrote down. No way. Yeah. Let me show you. Oh my goodness. That's it right there. Wow, you wrote this in your prison cell? Yep. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. So when you, uh, thanks for sharing that with me. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so walk me through a little bit. Um, how did you hear about Suited for Good? And, you know, what what, what happened? I mean, how, how did you, and, and I'll ask you a bunch of questions. So how, how did you find out about um, well, I, I, Our program. I, um, I've been, uh, the last three years I've been at or around the coalition in some way, taking classes, participating, um, and Brent asked me, he says, hey, uh, there's a program, Super for Good, are you interested? And, um, I was like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's on my list. It's on my list. Well, <laughs> it's I, didn't, my... I didn't realize it was on my list. Really? Until after a while. I, in fact, yeah, I, I got the suit. After I got the suit, for some reason, I was digging through my old stuff, and I found the list again. And I was like, wow, that was on my list. I even had a picture at the time. Uh, the manager over at Tommy Knox, I showed him. I went back and thanked him, and I, I showed him the actual GQ article I'd clipped out from the magazine uh -huh. where it talked about the different points yeah. that you need for a suit and, yeah. you know, whatever, style points or whatever it was. But I still had that little clipping in my wow. folder, and uh, I took took that out. But yeah, it was my first suit. So um, he told you about it. He and told then, me about it. Then you applied, or did somebody apply for uh, you? I think, okay. I think they applied. They for applied me. for they, you. They said they, they put me up, and how I, if that was okay, and I was like, yeah, awesome. I actually I actually remember seeing the application come through for you. Okay, cool. Because for our listeners, you're a broad shouldered guy. You're right. you are not an easy guy to fit. Yeah. <laughs> and that was one of the first things we want to make sure that we be able to get yeah. you fitted up and get you dialed in. So, yeah. man, you look you look fantastic. Yeah. So, okay. So how did it? Uh, so you found out. Oh my goodness! I'm going to go get a a, a suit. And right. So what was that experience like? How how did you feel walking into the shop? And how did um, the how did the crew make you feel? Or yeah, talk talk to me about that. How was the experience? It, well, I mean, it's. Um, it's it was it was different. I'm not used to walking into places that were as nice as the shop. Uh -huh. um, the guy at Alexander, I guess he's not no longer there. He was really cool. He made me yeah. feel really great. Yeah. He was awesome. He had like a, a mullet that was so bad, you knew it was intentional. He was like really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so he he was awesome. Um, but when I went and. I mean, I, I I don't really go to a lot of places where I need a suit, but when I went to church, that's where I felt great. That's where the you know 
You felt comfortable. I felt amazing at church. Good for you. Um, my beautiful girl over there, that's my girlfriend. She was impressed. Her mom is impressed. And not, that was the main people I wanted to impress. So all that matters, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell me more yeah. about when you... Okay, so you went in and uh, it felt good to be in a shop like that. Yeah. Or it felt uncomfortable, I guess, at first because you yeah. weren't used to it. Um, when you came back to pick up the suit after it was you know, tailored to you, yeah. do you remember like how you felt when you put it on and saw yourself in the mirror for the first time? Yeah, I felt like, like, a, like a kingpin. <laughs> good. I, I, no, I felt, I felt great. It, it, it's... Uh, I haven't had any kind of clothes that I, being a bigger guy too. Yeah, it's so difficult for me to find clothes. Yeah, uh, you know I have to pretty much get what's available on, you know, at Burlington. That, you know, so I'm I'm picking shirts that are like have stuff like marijuana leaves on it. I don't even smoke weed. Yeah, but I have to get it because that's the only size there that will fit me. Yeah. Um, so this was a little different having something tailored to your body. Yeah, or? this was different. Yeah, I, I liked it. And, uh, you said kingpin. Is that what you said? You felt like a yeah, so like, you, like James Bond. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like for the listener, I like I mean, this little pocket right here. Yeah, great, and buttoning that top Practice button. Practice my little button. My one, <laughs> my one hand unbutton move when I sit down. Yeah, pull my flaps back. Love it, <laughs> love it. Yeah, you know that that impact is. That's one of the things I love about our program. Is you know. Uh, a lot of people can afford to to just go buy something and feel that way, but that's why Suit for Good is such a a great impact because everybody yeah. should be able to feel that way. Yeah. Where you walk, you get up in the morning, and sure. when you need to impress your girl, yeah, like to be able to put on something that you know you look like a million bucks. Yeah, you, how how does it make you feel when you put it on? Is it how, like how do you feel differently? Do you feel different when you put on the uh, the suit versus just an, an everyday thing? Um, yeah, well, I feel like I feel like uh, it's kind of like um, I would think it was kind of like driving to work. You feel like you're prepared, you know, like ready to talk to anybody. You know, you can pretty much look anybody in the eye. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, I, 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 to, for an example, when I was I was uh, a while ago, I was at a convention center for entrepreneurs and I was interested in starting this little uh, um, like coaching service or something or I just wanted to tell my story I wanted to do a, a podcast about being on parole and being successful on parole and, and I wanted to kind of like my name is Earl type of way just record me making points off my list you know mm. so I went to this business convention and it was so nerve-wracking but I ended up having like a little badge from work, I was working at, at sales at the time, and uh, I ended up putting that on my neck, and I felt kind of good. I felt normal. I felt like now I could, now I fit along, fit along, because everybody at the convention has, you know, their lapel or their lanyards with their whatever on, and even though mine wasn't, uh, you know, it was kind of, a, uh, kind of, a, it wasn't what everyone would think it was. I felt good. I think the suit's kind of the same way. Once you yeah. put it on, you're now prepared. You're now uh, the, the the playing field's level, and you can pretty much you can talk to anybody. I love it. Yeah, that's so true. And isn't that crazy though? That yeah. like the it's such a simple thing. It's like it's a piece of clothing, but the power that it gives us to 
to drop our inhibitions and just right. be us. Right. You know, because you've got such a great personality. And so to not have to be worrying about, do I fit in? Do I, right. am I as good as this person, whatever? Of course right. you are. Yeah. Of course you are. It's just, you can drop that and not focus on that. So, right. yeah. You know, one of the words I like to use is just empowered. Sure. Like it feels empowering. Sure. And I can tell, I mean, I can just tell your swagger, man. I can <laughs> tell by your swagger that you're empowered. And that's what it's about. Yeah. Definitely. That's about. No, it, it, it's definitely a good a good thing that you guys are doing. And I've actually, uh, like I said, I've been around the coalition for a couple of years, and I actually seen somebody else get their suit. Yeah. And I was able to ask them, "Hey, man, how's that suit feel?" Love it. And he was just like, "Man, I feel so good." I, love it. <laughs> I was like, "I know you do. You look great." Beaming. Yeah. Uh, that's what it's all about. So, for somebody who doesn't understand the power of the first impression and and feeling empowered by the right, you know, attire, what would you tell them? Is it, what would you tell them? To, to the person who doesn't know about being empowered? Yeah, like who doesn't, who doesn't know how power, how, how much impact dressing for success or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah, take the time to, take that little extra time to, to prepare yourself to, so you can walk in with that confidence. Feels great. Love it. Love it. Um, well, part of our Suited for Good mission, and you, you got yours at our Tom Knox location in Provo. Um, Suited for Good is, is a foundation that we started back in 2016. And it uh, is not only our, our, main, our father company, UW Men's Shop, downtown Salt Lake City, but it's also our uh, Tom Knox location in Murray and Tom Knox location in Provo. And we're always seeking to find great candidates. So, yeah, you know, as you as you go about your day and you find people that that you know that this would impact in, in a similar way that's impacted you, uh, please please refer them to our our Suited for Good website. It's okay for sure. It's a joy for us to to be able to share what what we do for a living and yeah, and see guys like you with the swagger you've got. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, is there anything you'd like to share more about uh, your experience with Suda for Good or any other, yeah, anything else um, you'd like to share? Uh, just my gratitude. I just think it's so awesome uh, that, you know, that list is, you know, over almost 15 years old, you know, and then that list was on there. It's a great opportunity. I'm so glad I was able to, to check that off and to sort of remember my hopes and dreams that I had when I was in there. You know, because I kind of got out and just kind of got caught up in life. and uh, But I, I kind of had a, a plan, you know, before I knew that, you know, life was going to come at me so fast. And uh, anyway, so I, I, I appreciate the opportunity to sort of take a look at that again for myself. Um, other than that, I just want to uh, send my love to the Food and Care Coalition and... Um, the Safe Harbor and Real Transition programs. Those are some of the two of the best programs that I've um, I've uh, participated in. Granted, there were some others, and I wasn't in a good enough place to acknowledge some of the work that they've done. But those two are really great. Wow. Well, they're great programs, uh, you know. And like you said, they're great when you're ready to take advantage of them and take. But I just. I'm I'm so happy to have met you and 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 just hear of your your transition your journey 
and yeah, nothing but nothing but good things ahead for you. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us on our on our podcast today. Thank Likewise, you. Likewise, thank you, bro.